Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let me ask you a question. How does your favorite song make you feel? Music affects and changes people's lives. It invokes memories. The first gig you went to, the first record you bought, that song from your school days, or the song you danced to at your wedding, or even your first kiss. It gets you through the worst times and the best of times. Music has always played an important part in my life. First and foremost, I'm a music fan, but I've been lucky enough to have interviewed some of the biggest names in music, combining my career with my passion. Each week, I chat to some of my favourite artists to talk about the tracks of their lives and more. I'm Kylie Olsen, and this is Music and Me. Ask anyone about this guy, and they will without a doubt say... All right, okay, change that somewhat. Ask any woman about this guy, and they will say, what? The one with the lovely shiny hair and the luscious lips and the black and white video from the 90s. However, if you're into music and if you're listening to this podcast, and I guess you are, then you will know that Nuno Betancourt is one of the most underrated guitarists out there. He was put in front of our radar in the 90s with his band Extreme and the ballad More Than Words blew them up big time. However, if you dig a little bit deeper, you'd soon realise that this wasn't a true reflection of the band, who were actually quite heavy. Um, still playing with Extreme, and he's also Rihanna's musical director. Nuno Betancourt proves there's so much more to him than that song. What was the first song you bought? Have a think. The first song I bought was a 45 of Gary Newman's Cars. Oh, really? Yes. Being the youngest of 10 kids, you have a lot of albums you don't have to buy. So the physically purchased Gary Newman. Don't know why, I actually always love that track. I still do, but it's kind of, uh, there's no guitar in there. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard that you didn't start off as a guitarist, so you started off as a drummer. You heard correct. Who told you that? Ah, my little that, spy. That, that wiki guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, it was a friend of mine that told me that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was obsessed with drums, yeah. It was drums. Why? Why the drums? 
because it's the most fun instrument in rock and roll, period. I still prefer to play drums with a guitar, still. Any chance, every time people ask me to jam or do and come and play up songs, I'm just like, if you let me play drums, I'll play the whole night. Have no you problem. Have you have ever appeared on um, a track? Of, uh, extreme? On the extreme? Did you play oh, no, on some extreme? Oh, is that what you asking? Yeah, basically, have you ever no. drummed on a track no. that's made it onto a record? No, I have never drummed on many tracks. You haven't? No. <laughs> he says, shaking his head, yes. No, 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 no. No? That was, that was for your eyes only. You just, you just dubbed me in. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, look, I'm a, I, I used to write all the extreme stuff on drums first anyway, so a lot of it came from there. Not many people do that. You don't normally write songs on drums. I know, but sometimes I would write over a groove, especially if, if the band is a bit funkier at times like we are, so the groove was always important. So you've never made it onto a track, like someone, because you, you've played with some fantastic people. Yes, I have. Um, but you've never managed a, to... On album. To squeeze yourself on as a drummer? No, not on, not on, not on album. You know, there, there, there's some rumors out there on an extreme album, you might hear me somewhere here and there, but uh, they're just rumors. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, live, of course. I've jumped yeah. up and played, uh, you know with people that they don't know that I'm doing. I just kick off the drummer. Like recently I was in Asia and I don't know if you know Mr. Zach Wild is, but uh, yes, I do. he was out in the crowd doing his thing and doing a little um, a little Black Sabbath tune and I just went up to the drummer and tapped him and kicked him off the kit and Zach had no idea it was that good. <laughs> he had no idea by the time he came back and he was supposed to end the song with the drummer and he looked up at me and uh, he was in shock. It was pretty funny, but that uh, was fun. And you played with Zach with your gener Generation X. Yes, yes. Yeah. Was that what you were doing? That was just what we were doing in Asia, yeah. So what's that like, being in a, a super group of that? It's hell. It's, <laughs> who wants to hear that much guitar? I don't, and I'm a guitar player. I do, I, I love it. I would never go to that show, are you kidding me? Come on, so you've got what, Steve Vai? Yeah, um, it's uh, Steve Vai, myself, uh, Zach Wilde. There's this younger, the newer generation kid from a band called Animals as Leaders, uh, Tosin Abbasi is his name. Then we get the, the ever so regal Ingve uh, Malmsteen, mm -hmm. who's uh, it was interesting. But I, you know these these sort of guitar things have been done in the past. G3s they called them. Steve yeah. I just trying to, and I was asked a couple of times, but I never did it because I never. Let's ask these guys what they think. I've never had uh, instrumental albums out, so I thought nobody wants to hear me sing songs, and but apparently they do. Apparently it was it, it works. It's actually. Probably yeah. a highlight for them because I get to interrupt all the, the getting paid by the note part of the evening. <laughs> so what was um, the track that made you pick up the guitar? I'm not exactly sure because I kind of had a brother. Well, kind of. He was my brother. That was an incredible guitar player and still is an incredible guitar player. Yeah. Mr. Louis Betancourt. And every time my friends or anybody hear him, they go, oh, I see where you stole everything from. So he kind of, he was my first kind of idol. Okay. Like, you know, guitar hero, so to speak. You know, we got a bit of an age gap. I'm the youngest of 10 kids, but he was one of the older brothers. And I used to just follow him around every watch and be in awe of him. And then I kind of wanted to be like him. And then it was more, then it was Aerosmith and Zeppelin and Queen Queen was a big one. So it was those guitar players that came, but he was the initial one that made me pick, pick the thing up. And did he give you lessons? He tried. 
the reason I actually became a pretty, well, I'm still working on a pretty half-decent guitar player is because he tried to teach me. I wanted to learn. And he would give me two or three chords a week. And by the end of the week, I'm supposed to, you're supposed to see how I'm going. And I was terrible. I didn't practice. Lazy. I was playing sports. I, was, I was just wanted to play football. That's unusual for a musician to be a sportsman. It was a sportsman that was trying to be a musician. <laughs> That's why. That's usual. That's you. No, honestly, I was playing like football, meaning I guess soccer in the U.S. But I was obsessed with football because I wanted to play football for Portugal, for my country. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Three knee surgeries later, but I had, had it was promising. So then I just uh, yeah I started playing and then started doing less sports after the injuries. So we go from the drums, we go to the guitar. No. Um, then we went to the bass. Did we go to the bass? <laughs> then we did a little bit of keyboards, then we had the guitar, and I just finally gave in. Let's do a guitar. But uh, yeah, no, I, that's why with Extreme, those guys love me because I would just give them the song finished mm. from top to bottom. They go, great, thanks yeah. for that. Appreciate it. And so your brother obviously, you know, got you interested in playing the guitar. Where, I mean, what did your what did your parents think of you becoming a musician? Were they were they keen on that? At that point, well, my dad played like eleven instruments. My mom sang a bit, so it wasn't even a surprise. There was just instruments everywhere. You almost had, didn't have a choice. It's not like anybody asked you to do it or forced you to do mm. it. You just did it. You just picked it up. There was keyboards around. There was guitars. There were basses around. So you just kind of everybody did it. It's one of those things with musical home. So you. It's, it's the other stuff that you did was like, what, you, you wanna do what? Yeah. You wanna be a dentist? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite. So as you grew up with so much music around you, what was the, the, the one artist that makes you think of home and your family? The one- Artist. Artist. Or song. Yeah. Or song hmm. that made me, um, one of the, well, probably anything Beatles would do because yeah. as a, most probably American families would, if they if they had any music in them at all, they would probably sing Christmas songs at Christmas time. We had the Beatles catalog, and we would just open it, and everybody played three or four guitars, and we would just sing Beatles all night, everything, all the whole catalog. So that was a big. That was more like the Bible of the whole thing. It's not. It wasn't It's hard to say it was an influence or it's something I remember. It was almost just what you grew up with. It was like having dinner. It was just yeah. normal, you know. But I, but I think uh, one of the probably the first songs I learned on guitar was a Moody Blues, <laughs> Moody Blues song called "Nights in White Satin." I know that song. And uh, it was an easy one to learn on, on guitar, you know, acoustic guitar. So I learned that first, and that's the one where, you know, when I knew, wow, I played this song, you know, from front to back. I'm like, I might actually kiss a girl. This might actually work. <laughs> I might actually get a date somewhere <laughs> at some campfire or at somebody's. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't happen for me. So that, that it, so that put the fire in your belly. You were like, I hang did, on, that did, that did. I and could be smart here. Yeah. Pick up the guitar. I'm gonna get the girls. I get the girls, but instead I didn't get the girls, and instead I just learned more and more songs and got less of the girls and locked myself in my room for 18 hours a day and became a guitar player. Nights in white satin. Never reaching the end. And then more than words came out, and uh, the you got the girls. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? They all came later. I mean, it was this shit up. But look, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. What does that song mean to you now? All these years later, was it 20 or 25, 26, 27 years? 25, 26, something like that. You're right. Uh, what does it mean? You know, it's interesting. You know, doing press earlier today that. That's a good way to ask the question. You're probably one of the few who've asked it, what does it mean to you? Because the, the, the question, which is bizarre, 
that's asked the exact same ways, they go more than words. So it's like, it's like, it's like where it's like the presidential debate, the way they ask you more than words, blessing or a curse. I really, yeah, yeah. That's everybody says is a blessing or a curse. And I'm, and I say, okay, that's interesting because I'm, I know what they mean. I know. Uh, is I'm it not, like an albatross? I'm not offended, meaning like it's like, is it, I think people think that, you know, when I ask them why they think it's, oh, it's not really you guys, you know, you're a rock band. And I'm like, and I, and I say, you're completely wrong. I mean, you, I wrote the song. We wrote the song. It's on the album for a reason. It wasn't because we were embarrassed of it or ashamed of <laughs> yeah. it or, or scared of it. And, but the, the interesting about, thing about Mother Words, it, it's written as simplistic and as easily as the other ones were written. It was written on a porch and it took about 10 minutes and it was done. And it went on an album. And what makes it a hit is that it gets released. As a, if it never gets released as a single, it's not a hit, correct? Yeah. And it's on the album. So it, to, for it to become a hit, somebody has to... The audience has to make that happen. The record company has to release. The record company did not want to release it. They said to me, they looked me in the eye and they said, it's not a hit. <laughs> Seriously. That's why you got to love record labels, right? Yeah, I'm like, that's who's, your whole career is in their hands. And my manager said, it's not a hit. And when I think back, I kind of understand why. If you listen to that song and that thing's going to come out in 90, was it 90? Yeah, there was no acoustic music on the radio, no. zero. And it's a very, yeah, it's a very stripped back song, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? stripped back, and not only that, there was no format on the radio. Like all the all the rock bands or metal bands at the time had these big power ballads with big drums, mm -hmm. cannons, and it was, you know, and they were looking at us like, what do you want me to do with this thing? There's two guys sitting on stools, sitting a song, and by the way, the song really doesn't have, a, here comes the big sing-along hook. It was just two voices meandering Nobody knew what the chorus was. Nobody was, what are we supposed to sing? When it, when, what does everybody sing? So, everybody, yeah. so when we started playing, everybody sang everything. Because there was never like, okay, here's the big sing-along. So it was an odd song. I can imagine a scary song for them to go like, yeah, we're going to put all this money into it and it's going to yeah. be a hit. They didn't know what to do with it. This is pre-MTV Unplugged. So, you know, yeah, we, so we, we brought it back. This is Kylie Olsen and you're listening to Music and Me. Coming up, we're going to be continuing my conversation with Nuno Betancourt. And find out what this is all about. Because this was at the height of extreme. The last thing you want to do is crash a wedding where they're like having the one, the, the moment that can't yeah. be repeated. And this guy goes, hey, I'm over here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. More than words is all you have to do to make it real. So what does it mean to you then now? Look, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the blessing of the curse uh, question gets answered as I go... We, we write it, we put it on the album, it's a single, we, it goes to number one worldwide, it turns everybody else on to the rock stuff, we, we do festivals, I'm here today with you still, we're, you know, five albums later, whatever it is, and, you know, got a decent house, all that stuff, or it's not a hit, the curse side, and I'm working at Burger King, serving you fries, you know, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me as a musician, when, when, when you're in a rehearsal space, any band that started out would dream, give any body part, anything to have any song of theirs connect mm -hmm. to anyone like that song did. Yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, Enter Sandman by Metallica, I, you know that what they feel, that it connects with an audience like yeah. that. So. Has, it, has it changed what it means to you though over the years? Like, well, I mean, I don't know, was it about anyone in particular? Or was it about a certain period in time? Um, and so when you performed that song in the beginning, it, you had those emotions. Cry, we cry, yeah. And then, and then now it's kind of, it probably has changed No, somewhat, you know what, no? it was actually a very simple, it, I would love to have some great story about this special person that it was about. And, no. But it was actually, it was, it was about relationships that we were in that of the the I love you term. Mm. People were throwing it out like confetti. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I love you. I love my dog. I love, you know, and we were just so that we, you know, it was we there was all these I would see like relationships with my older brothers and sisters where they you would see them tell each other I love you, but then they would yell at each other for the 99% of the rest of the day and treat each other like shit and I'm like it doesn't mean anything if you say anything. You got to yeah. show it. You got to express it. It's it's about who you are. And I don't want to get you know like you know everybody knows this. It's 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 actually pretty clear what you have to do. Not that everybody does it, but yeah. so it was it was that simple. It's showing it rather basic. than saying it. It's, uh, Words are empty, aren't they? If you do, yeah, you know, you know. it's you know. Indeed. Um, so okay. I wish so, it was deeper. It isn't. It isn't much. Well, I think that's quite good. I think that's <laughs> that's quite deep. It's the basics. It's the fundamentals that yeah. we you know relationships. Exactly. So what? So so did you notice a difference in the ladies after that? Uh, I, there were more of them. For sure. I mean, look. It's the music video, I think, that helped. I remember watching it as a kid <laughs> and going, holy crap. Holy crap. Look at that guy's guitar skills. And his, look at his, his finger hair. pinking. I remember thinking, I loved your hair. <laughs> I'm, well, getting, that, that was, I'm getting creepy but, but no, now. I'm actually, sorry. No, you're not. You're not because that was the most asked question in any interview by guys or girls. It was like, what do you use? What, do you, what condition are you using? No. What, uh, I'd be like, I just don't blow dry my hair, and I. Uh, Na oh, natural, darling. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, that that helped. Uh, I'm surprised that I didn't get approached to do any hair commercials or any, any like you know like Head and Shoulders or something. Totally missed a trick there. Yeah, I, bad management. I should have been. I should have definitely been doing a whole campaign. My God, um, but you see. Extreme broke the UK before you broke America, didn't you? So yes, connect, it sort of hit. But a we didn't a break with, with more than words here. No, it was, it was get, get the funk, the funk out. out. Yeah, Correct. exactly. Why do you th why do you think that was? Thank God. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I think uh, we had a problem with get the funk out in the US on radio. Because it the, sounded like a swear. Yes. Yeah. We have the whole Bible Belt issue to deal with, and people were calling in complaining, and I think they pulled it. 
They had to pull it because everybody thought we were saying, get the fuck out. And then I remember telling Sebastian that story, so he wrote a story, Skid Row wrote a song, Get the Fuck Out, because I told him that story. And, um, but let's go back to Get the Fuck Out. Yeah, it broke here, and it was amazing, because when we came here, I think we were more respected as musicians, players, rock yeah. band, and, and then More Than Words was just a follow-up to that. And it's still, I think it went to number two here, because I, goddamn Brian Adams song, uh, what was it? I'll do, I'll the, do Robin Hood, the Robin Hood anything track. Anything I'll do, I'll do for love, yeah. Is it that one? Is it every, everything, every, everything I do, everything, everything I do, everything I do. Everything I do, I do, I do yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then we ended up touring with him in the UK, and uh, I bitched at him for months about that. Like, thanks for not letting us go to number one in the UK. It happened everywhere else but here, I think. Yeah. Damn. But, uh, Damn but you know what? Brian. The cool thing about that song is it, it's, um, it's become a bit of a, a standard in the... In, in, I don't know about here, but in America, like in the karaoke world, in the wedding world. Yeah. Those times, not too long ago, we were, um, or even at that period, we'd be on tour, and I'd come down to a hotel like this, come down at 3 p.m. for breakfast, and come downstairs, and I'd be walking by this exact hall, except to be like kind of like those little, um, what do we call it, function halls. Yeah. And then you would hear, you would see a sign that said groom, bride and groom, and, and the doors were shut, but you'd hear something familiar, and I'd be like, wow, what's going on here? And I'd open the door just a bit, and there would be the bride and groom dance first, da- dancing to more than once. And it was just like I would just, should I walk? Should I go in? Yes. No, I would just close the door and go. My work is done here, <laughs> and I would just keep walking. That would have been so funny if it would have been crashed, amazing. It would have been amazing. But I didn't want to cake. take away from like their, their like, oh wow, it's you know, because this was at the height of extreme. The last thing you want to do is crash a wedding where they're like having the one the, the moment that can't yeah. be repeated, and this guy goes, hey, I'm over here, and I'm the original <laughs> guy who's saying that, and yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I wish I could go back. I'd do it now. I'd be a fuck him. I'd do it. Can you remember what you were listening to during that period in your life? During the during the por- to, when you were, yeah dr- during pornography, wow, what were you what were you question. listening? That's a good question. You know when I, I know when I'm when I was writing a lot. I remember when I was writing, I didn't listen to a lot of music on purpose. Hmm. But um, I think I was listening to a lot of Aerosmith at that time, going through the Aerosmith catalog and quite a bit of Queen, quite a bit of Queen. I think you liked quite a lot of the British bands, didn't you? So you mentioned Queen, yeah, Zeppelin. <laughs> Not, yeah, Aerosmith's one of yours from Boston. Yeah, yeah, from Boston. But yeah, look, Ze- Zeppelin, you know, I don't even look, I didn't think of it that way, you know, British or American, but to, to me, it's it's the, the greatest rock band for me is always going to be Zeppelin, as far as rock goes, and the greatest pop band was always the Beatles. Everybody else falls somewhere in the middle. They're like the pages of the Bible for me. You know what I mean? They don't even, I don't even have to say who the greatest rock band was. It just, that's them to me. Yeah, I get that because they're you, mine too. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just it's just because of everything they've done, the catalog, the, the stuff that they did through the years, and it's the same thing with the Beatles for the for the pop side, more of the pop side. Yeah. Obviously, there's amazing the Queens and Van Halens for me, and Aerosmith and uh, Radiohead, and they're all freaking British bands. What's what, what am I doing? What are you doing? You need to get over here. The good songwriters, you know, you, what, you use people. What's um What's your favorite Zeppelin song? Song? You can't ask me that. I know, it's a hard one, isn't it? You know, one of them that always, and this is going to suck because I wrote more than words, but now I can see where it's all coming full circle. Going to California was always one of my favorite tracks. I was just, I remember when I was young and I heard that it really affected me. It, 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 uh, It was ingrained, you know, kind of burnt an image in me. 
And I still hear it now, and I still get that same feeling when I hear it. Spend my days with a woman unkind, smoke my stuff and drink all my wine. But we were talking about this on the bus a few a few days ago. We were in Germany, and it was uh, Gary's birthday yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. The day before was two days before that was Pat's. They, and all all the other guys have their birthdays in one week. <laughs> Paul, Pat, and Gary. It's expensive for you. Nah, when you're you're in Troy, you don't buy anybody. Yeah, you know, I ain't got time to go shopping. You know, just a little birthday cake, sing a song. But uh, we were we were breaking down all these bands that we that we've loved, and how we're still playing them in the dressing room now, and we still feel the exact same way. Whether it's the Police, whether it's Van Halen, whether it's Aerosmith, whether it's Queen, the greatest bands, Zeppelin, they don't they don't age like that. They still make you feel, give you still the goosebumps in certain parts that you hear and. It's incredible how it doesn't change. You would think you'd be over it by now. Not great music. No. It, it stays, lasts. It stays, yeah. It definitely Shelf lasts. life. It's a Twinkie. Yeah. It's like a Twinkie. A Twinkie? Do they last yeah. forever? You should get the Twinkie Awards. It should be a new award show called the Twinkie. <laughs> we bronze the Twinkie, an actual Twinkie. Well, there you go. Let's start it. I'll, I'll host it with you. Let's do it. Let's do it totally. Twin- Twinkie yeah. Awards. The Twinkie Awards. Yeah. If I see you guys doing the Twinkie Awards next year and I'm not fucking part of this, I will You're sue. You're going to sue us, aren't I'll you? do what every American does. <laughs> right to You're, sue. You'll sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so what, what are you listening to at the moment? What am I listening to at the moment? I've been writing again a lot. We're doing a new album. And I'm producing three other albums, three other young artists, because I... Started this uh, multimedia company last year yeah. called Atlantis Entertainment. Signed three young artists that, I, that I'm kind of developing from the ground up. And I, all I've been doing is producing and writing these records with them. But uh, music-wise, music-wise, not so much in, uh, in the new... A little bit of... A little Ed Sheeran. New okay. Album, little Ed Sheeran. Um, as far as new... Re- you know, sometimes I, you, I don't know if it's newer stuff, but... Yeah, I've been going. I've been going back a little bit. I haven't listened to Van Halen a long time, and I've been doing it lately. Have you? What? what it's like a what confession. Van Hale, I'm what, sorry. Come on, give Forgive me a me Van Halen. Forgive me, Father, Hale. for having <laughs> The Fair Warning album was the album that um, changed the way I, my guitar sound, the way I played. It was their least successful album, you know, and, uh, but it was. It, it's. It's. That's the album that kind of messed me up. starting to produce some new bands why have you wanted to do that i don't know it's, it's i should just be sitting in a pool somewhere retired yeah. i don't know why i wouldn't go to go through that we pain. don't want you to retire no but uh it, it's there it's just because we started this company and i've been wanting to do that for a while i want to tour a little bit less not that we've like, been doing a lot do you like touring then or do you find i've that always gets... loved touring but you know what it uh being the old man that i am now it's I, i'd like to be home a little bit more it just, it's just, it's a lot. You know, it's one of those things, it's, it's, not, it's not just me. I remember, and I thought I, we were bad by saying, man, can we just keep it like two months, three months at a time? At a time, at, yeah, see, that's intense. And, that, and that's, but that's long. That is extremely we, long. But we used to do, we used to do 18 months, six, eight months at a time, take a week off. Do, that's what we used to do way back when, burn out like that. But I remember we, we did a festival not too long ago with Pearl Jam was there, and, and I was talking to Eddie Vedder. I was like, so how much, much more you got to go? Oh, we're... we're we're going home tomorrow. I'm like, oh, your tour's over. You've been out for a long time. No, we did a week, and now we're going home. Yeah, that's perfect. Like a week, week off, week on, week off. Yeah. I could relate to that. Relate. So, because you, you work with Rihanna as well. 
Yeah, and that took it back to fucking touring. Yeah. Like, long touring. Yeah. These kids, these Rihanna kids. And what's she like Five to work tours. with? Five tours. She's great. She's great. She's only slapped me at least two or three times. <laughs> and uh, because... I wouldn't smoke weed with her, but besides that, no, no, not, that, those are all lies. She's amazing, um, great experience. She never saw one diva moment out of her. She was always super sweet. Always had a good relationship with her. I, you know, became her MD, her musical director, mm. so I had to, you know, work closely with her a lot. And she was pretty, pretty basic stuff, like me and you right now. Yeah. You know, pretty, pretty basic. Yeah, sure. She was seemed very unaffected. You know, she's, she's she built her own world. She's in her own world in there. And, um, Did you wonder how your music would fit into... Um, I wasn't laughing at that. I was, laughing at, I was laughing at the dirty version of what you just said, but keep going. What was the dirty version? No, what did I say? No, no, no. Did you wonder how... Did you wonder how you would fit into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're such a I dirty d- I do wonder. I did wonder for many years. No, no, no. She... Oh, what? Would you, you know, like... No, you know, you know what... It, no, what no, are you no, saying? No, what no. are you revealing? Yeah, no. no, but the, but the, the, no, the truth... The Go truth is, is, like, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question. I got when I got the call to do it from a friend of mine who was who was her music director. Said, I, first thing I said was, like, "Why? Why would you want me to perform with this girl? There is no guitar." Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And he said, "Yeah, that's why she wants you to do it. She saw some clips of you, and she thinks you're cool, and likes your hair in that video, that one video." <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and she wants to ask you what shampoo what and conditioner, conditioner you use. Yeah. yeah. But uh, she but she. Uh, she wanted the show, the live show, to be a bit more rock and roll, a little bit heavier, and, and so I said, "So I get to I get to take her songs and ruin all of them the way I want." They go mm. all yours. Wow. Same rig, play them harder, play them heavier. And I remember it was great. It was fun to take all these great songs out because I was a fan. I was. You know, I was. You know, okay. I, I actually knew all her stuff. You know, and I, I thought, okay, cool. So to take some of these like hits, like Umbrella and Crazy Songs, and make them add power chords and. And she loved it. In live, it was so much more, so much, yeah. sorry, so much more aggressive. Yeah. We're not singing, so. Yeah. So what was the one, if, you, if there was one track, or you could only take one track to, live, to listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be more than words. <laughs> so I could <laughs> die listening to a song that I know would kill me. The song itself would kill me if I have to play it one more fucking time. Uh, no, it would... Um, I say yes. Yeah. Uh, what would it be? One song. I can only listen to one you song. You can only listen to one song forever. That's it. I w- it would be Bed's Too Big Without You by The Police. And on repeat. I think I could do that one. Why? I don't know. I just never get sick of that song. Because <laughs> it'd have to be a song we can get sick of, right? Yeah. It's not... It it's not my favorite. Is that what you're asking? Like, what my favorite song? No, would be? I'm just uh, yeah, I'm asking okay. you that, and that's a good, good answer, really. Yeah, and I thought if I was listening to this one song and that's all I had, there's a pretty good chance I'm by myself, you know, uh, on an island somewhere where the world has ended and I'm the only one left, and that's the only song left. So maybe the bed's too big without you because I would be by myself. It's almost sad. I'm almost gonna start crying. Now. Don't cry. Okay, I won't. I won't. Well, that's it for Music and Me. Nuno Betancourt, what a dude. 
I tell you what, ladies, it's still quite hot as well. Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. I kept it professional. I did indeed. Now, if you uh, like the show, get in touch. Tell your mates about it. Let me know as well who you think I should get on the show. Um, and you can do that by going on Twitter and Instagram at Kylie Olsen. Music and Me is produced by the Podcast Works and Some Media. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.